For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? You people are listening to Topic Thunder. What is going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan at Thunder Chats, and you know what we're here for. Wait a minute, wait a minute, y'all hear that sound? Ah, uh, wait, wait. Uh, I, I don't. I think it's getting closer. Does that sound like a sweep? That is right. The Oklahoma City Thunder have swept the Utah Jazz four games to nothing with a road victory. 98 to 89. Obviously, this game had a lot going into it. These teams uh, obviously don't like each other. They've become somewhat rivals to each other, um, dating back to last year's playoff series in which the Jazz eliminated them in six games. You could tell the Thunder really have a different mindset when they play against Utah. So, if you guys did not get a chance to watch this game, it is time for us to go ahead and hook up that TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. Say hook up the TiVo yet? Alright, so if you have ever listened to one of my recaps before, you know I usually do a little, you know, quarter by quarter. I take notes, right? And my notes are kind of like basically things that I would tweet if I was a live tweet the game. That's not what I'm going to be doing today. Today, I'm just going to be doing a little something differently. You know, try not to get too repetitive with you guys. Just kind of give you my analysis of the game, so to speak. All right, so first of all, on the Thunder side of the ball, this game, you know, it started and it finished with Russell Westbrook just really in complete control. He had 23 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, um, he only had three turnovers, which honestly, if you watch this game, I thought he had a lot more than that. But obviously, uh, you know, he was in great control. Um, he shot 9 of 19, which is just a little bit under 50%. 2 of 4 from deep, which is exactly 50%, and 3 of 6 from a free throw line. So definitely need those free throws to come up. But in terms of his shooting, ever since the All-Star break, Russell Westbrook has actually been shooting the ball really well. Um, hopefully that is a trend that we see continuing as we go into the playoffs. Um, but for all intents and purposes, yes, that phrase is back, and so is Russell Westbrook. So um, definitely excited to see that, and without him in this game, we probably lose. Another guy that was really instrumental in this game was Steven Adams. Yeah, he only had 12 points. It was 6 of 10 from shooting. Um, only had seven rebounds, two steals, two blocks, which is actually pretty good for Steven Adams, uh, a guy who has not 
a prolific shot blocker, if you will. Um, but those 12 points, 10 of them came in the first half. And really, whenever the Thunder's offense started to sputter, we got the ball to Adams, and he was actually able to take advantage of his matchup against Rudy Gobert. I think he was 5 of 6 at halftime with those 10 points. So, uh, Steven Adams really made a difference there in that first half. Jeremy Grant at 12 points, kind of struggled shooting the ball, 4 of 11, 1 of 4 from deep. Uh, his 1-3 actually came at the end of a shot clock. Um, I think it was the second quarter. Dennis Schroeder actually drove in and was blocked by Gobert. Grant recovered the ball with like 1.3 seconds left and shot a straightaway three and it went in. So awesome to see Jeremy Grant make those kind of plays. But his shooting has kind of fell off a cliff here lately. So hopefully, you know, we see that start to regulate as we get towards playoffs. Um, but, you know, he made a lot of great plays on the defensive side of the ball. He had he only had two steals, but really um, any time that the ball got into Rudy Gobert and Adams or Noel wasn't down there, Jeremy Grant was collapsing on him, trying to make life difficult for him. So uh, definitely love seeing that from Jeremy. Speaking of the defensive side of the basketball, we have to talk about the job Terrence Ferguson and Paul George both did. Uh, Ferguson didn't have any steals. Paul George had three and a block to boot. But these guys changed the game defensively, um, making it really hard on Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, uh, Dante Exum, who had a terrible game, shot 0 of 5. And this is a guy who has, you know, really been a catalyst off that bench um, in the recent matchups with the Thunder. So Terrence Ferguson, Paul George did a tremendous job defensively, taking them out of the game. Offensively, you know, there was a lot to be desired. Terrence Ferguson shot two of five, you know, about 40%, one of four from deep. Um, off of actually a really nice play, uh, he received the ball about the wing. He passed fake to the top of the key, made his defender bite, and pulled the three down with confidence. It, it was a nice play, but you would like to see, you know, one more of those threes go in. But now nah, Ferguson is doing great defensively. Um, his other points actually came from a no-look pass from Dennis Schroeder, in which Dennis Schre- uh, Terrence Ferguson cut baseline. Um, and, of course, Schroeder hit him with that no-look, and he got a nice little dunk on that. So, obviously, Ferguson's defensive game is there. His offensive game continues to grow. Um, hopefully, those shots will start to fall as we get into this playoff run. Paul George... Um, had 14 points, 11 rebounds, so he did great rebounding the ball. Uh, four assists, three steals, one block, five turnovers, but only four fouls this time, which was really encouraging. He picked up his fourth. He had three fouls at the halftime. He picked up his fourth in the third quarter, um, and that's good. Like <laughs> because it's good because he didn't get fouled out of the game. Another good thing to note of Paul George is he had no KT tape on his shoulder. Um, you wouldn't know it because he only shot the ball eight times. He was over three from deep. He made two shots. Both of them were mid-range jumpers, but he shot 10 to 12 from the free throw line. He was being aggressive, getting to the rim. It just doesn't didn't really look like he was trying to shoot the ball much. And honestly, it regrettably gave me shades of uh, Game Six Paul George last year against the Utah Jazz, in which he shot seven times, I believe. So. Hopefully, <laughs> his shoulder is on the men. Like I said, no tape, so that's a good sign. Um, 
he looked great defensively out there, which just hasn't been the case ever since he's been back from his um, injury. So hopefully this is something that he is just working his way back into. You know, the guys had Scoop B, Brandon Robinson, on the podcast on the weekly last night. And uh, I'm just going to steal from what Steven said. You know, Scoop, we respect your reporting, but we hope to God you're wrong. <laughs> we hope that he does not have a torn rotator cuff and he is good to go. Uh, looking at the bench side of things for the Thunder, um, not really a lot other than one certain person. And I'm not going to bury the lead there. Actually, I am going to bury the lead there. Um, <laughs> but Normals Noel have five points, three rebounds, and a block. Um, shot two or three. Normals is actually pretty solid in this game. Um, you know, just coming in and giving that relief to Steven Adams. Still applying pressure to Rigo Barry, Derek Favors, and the other bigs for the Utah Jazz. And, you know, uh, at the beginning of the season, everybody was like, oh, it's the same team that lost to Rookie, same team that lost to the Jazz. No, we're a completely different team. And one of the Exhibit A's, or, wow, one of the Exhibit A's, <laughs> the Exhibit A of that is Nervous Noel. He was not on our team last year. Our backup center was Dakari Brigham Johnson. You know where Dakari Johnson's at now? He's overseas. He's not in the NBA anymore. So Nervous Noel is an obvious upgrade. And not only is he an upgrade, he is a suitable NBA player. Um, so, Prosser Nermos Noel. Uh, Abdel Nader <laughs> took one shot, made one shot. It was a three-pointer. That concludes your update on the MVP. I said N, not M. Sorry, at primary ones. My boy Tyranny. Member of the unit. Um, one more thing to note before we uh, get to the Jazz, before we get to the POG. One more thing to note in the bench unit is Markeith Morris played eight minutes in this one. Shot 0 of 4, 0 of 1 from deep. Uh, he had one rebound, and that was it. After those eight minutes, he did not come back in, into the game. He had neck soreness was what was reported. And Patrick Patterson, Kentucky's own Patrick Patterson, came to the game for four minutes. Um, it went about like you thought it would. No shots, no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks, no turnovers, though. He did foul one time, but Patrick Patterson came back in to the game. Um, he checked in for the first time, and really, since Markeith Morris joined the Thunder, and I want to say a couple couple games even before that, so fun team Patterson out there. Um, and the last thing to note, no, that was the last thing for the Thunder. Okay, moving on to the Utah Jazz side. As I mentioned, Thunder made things difficult for uh, Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles. You could tell in Joe Ingles' box score, he had five points, two and nine shooting, one of seven from deep. Paul George just absolutely erasing him. I believe it was Brett Dawson that said that. Maybe it was Eric Horn. I don't know. Somebody tweeted that he absolutely erased Joe Ingles, and that is 100% correct. Um, Donovan Mitchell, you wouldn't be able to tell so much. He had 25 points, five assists, five steals, four rebounds. And a block to boot. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a great player. We know this. We've seen this. But what is worth noting, he shot 8 of 22 from deep. 3 of 8 from, I mean, wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> he did not shoot that from deep. I apologize. He shot 8 of 22 for the game. 3 of 8 from deep. Okay, that's better. Um, so, obviously, eh, he shot a little bit under 33%. Not his traditional efficient type scoring game. So Terrence Ferguson definitely made his life miserable out there. 
and while he was able to get his in terms of points, um, he didn't do so, do so efficiently, and it was able to limit the runs that the Jazz usually give the Thunders, and you know, just another feather in the cap of Terrence Ferguson and his development this season. The only other thing I have to note for the Utah Jazz is Royce O'Neal had 17 points. He started in place of the injured rookie Rubio. He had 5 of 10 shooting from deep. And I'm just going to say who was guarding him real quick. And probably why I'm not going to give him the player of the game, my boy Russell Westbrook. All right, moving on from that. We are going to transition into tonight's Academy Award for the Player of the Game, or as we like to call it here at Topic Thunder Podcast, P-O-G. Back from the dead is one Dennis Schroeder, this man completely changed the game for Oklahoma City. You know, I talked about the difference in this year's team and last year's team, and I brought up Nermos Noel. You could also bring up there's no Carmelo Anthony. You could also bring up Markeith Morris is there, Terrence Ferguson's growth and development. You could bring up a whole plethora of stuff. But the one key factor in the difference between OKC this year and OKC last year is Dennis freaking Schroeder. The Shredder showed up. Our boy Clint from Australia, Clint Wright, um, you know, he hasn't followed up with a voicemail like I challenged him to, but it's all right. Schroeder decided to go off on his own. He didn't need Clint's help, and we were, were very pleased to see that. Um, he had 24 points in this game, seven rebounds, which, I mean, this guy's one of the smallest players on the floor. Like, when Russell Westbrook goes and gets those rebounds, it's impressive because he's a point guard. Absolutely. But Russell Westbrook's built like a tank. Dennis Schroeder is going out there and he's getting seven rebounds on these bigs. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just impressive to me. Three assists to one turnover, three to one ratio. We like that. We love to see that. Shot 10 of 18, two of five from deep, two of three from the line. That's an efficient performance from Dennis Schroeder. And his baskets were timely. You could tell right away he was kind of in his bag. He hit two jumpers right away as soon as he checked into the game. I'm not exactly sure what he had um, going into halftime, but I believe he scored something like 17 points in the second half. So I guess if I'm going to do math, he had seven points at halftime. (laughs) But he scored 17 timely points in halftime. I believe that uh, Nick Gallo said he had 13 points in the third quarter. So obviously... His impact should not be understated. If we don't have Dennis Reader, we don't win this game. We won this game by nine. He had 24 points, three assists. Um, and the spark that he provided for this team is just, you know, unprecedented. Um, there was, he made three big plays in the fourth quarter. He hit two threes, um, both off assists from Russ Westbrook, I believe. And then another one he drove in and he got an M1 layup. So, Without those plays, who knows how this game goes. So, without further ado, congratulations to Dennis the Shredder. Even though I don't love that nickname, if you're going to shred the defense like that, I'm going to call you that. Dennis the Shredder, Schroeder, you are the player of the game.
What does that mean? Do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? I'll be sick. No, it's just, I don't know. Seems dumb. It does. Whatever. Alright guys, so that is all I have for tonight's game. Again, it is very encouraging to see the Thunder win against the Utah Jazz. Not only that, it's encouraging to see us sweep yet another opponent. This makes our third sweep of the year. The Phoenix Suns, which isn't that impressive, although I guess if you beat the Warriors twice in a year, it, it might be impressive. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, who of course swept us last year, we completed that sweep on Thursday night. Yes, Thursday night. And now the Utah Jazz, the team that eliminated us from the playoffs. Um, I'm, I'm liking the way that we're playing. We're starting to play really good defense again. You know, that was an afterthought for about a month. Uh, Paul George is obviously still struggling, but Russ seems to be back in the form. Dennis Schroeder seems to be back in the form. Steven Adams seems to be back in the form. If we can get Paul George, Terrence Ferguson, and Jeremy Grant really going, shooting that basketball like they have been, then all I got to say is look out. But before I get ahead of myself, we are going to look ahead to this week's slate of games in our little forecast. Alright, so, with this Thunder victory, there's 15 games left in the season. The Thunder are sitting at 41-26, and 26, good for fourth in the Western Conference. As I said, there's 15 games left. Ten of them are at home, five of them are on the road. Now, if you look ahead to this week, we play the Brooklyn Nets at OKC on Wednesday. Uh, immediately after that, we go to Indiana. We play the Pacers on Thursday. Then we have a break before we head back to OKC and we welcome in the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant in a huge, in a huge game, a statement-like game. I think we'll actually be going live in the fourth quarter reactions to that. We we haven't, I, I haven't been able to do predictions here lately, but I firmly believe we can win the week out. I mean, we beat the Jazz. We weren't playing our best game, but what we were able to do was lock in defensively. If we can lock in defensively, shots are going to come. Guys are going to get some points. If we can lock in defensively, we can really hone in on that and make that our identity like it was at the beginning of the season. There's not a team out there that can touch us. We just got to hold on to that identity. Don't let go of it. Let our guys get healthy. Shots are going to fall. Like my boy Stephen Dolan says, the math will work itself out. These shots are going to fall. Those bones are going to heal. Those muscles are going to heal. All right, so I'm predicting us winning out this week. Take that. Take with that what you will. Um, you know, obviously, the rest of the year, it's going to be great having more home games than away games to round out your schedule, head into playoffs as we try to wrap up and clinch that home court advantage, which, I mean, guys, we're all Thunder fans. We know how important that home court advantage is. But, guys, with all that being said, I want to thank you all for listening. 
Um, go ahead and follow us at Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Follow myself at Thunder Chats. You guys can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast um, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Go ahead and find us. Leave a five star rating, positive review, subscribe so you don't miss our stuff. Uh, we definitely appreciate that. All that helps us going forward. Sponsors and things of the like. And of course, it just makes us happy makes us smile a little bit when the Thunder lose. We can look at that and be like, oh, you guys like us. Um, also, you can find us at Dash Radio Network on the Nothing But Net Radio at 5 p.m. Eastern. And as always, guys, keep tuned here. We will have a recap of the Jazz game. Or, well, this is the recap of the Jazz game. Sorry. <laughs> we'll have a recap of the Nets game. We'll have a recap of the Pacers game. We'll be coming to you live for the Golden State Warriors game. We've got a smorgasbord of guests lined up for you guys. A murderer's row, if I if I will, if you will. We have some big-name guests coming up. So you guys definitely want to stick here. Stay tuned to us. And it's going to be a fun ride. So, guys, hope you all have a great night. God bless. And don't forget, thunder up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.